What's up, everybody? It's Mr. James O'Neill here, keynote speaker, National Board Certified Math Teacher, and today, your podcast host. My mission is targeting mastery for all, empowered by equity for all, through the belief of expectations for who? For all, y'all. And if I'm saying y'all and I'm using this wonderful southern vernacular, y'all know I'm bringing joy from the south. Most importantly, the QC, the Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina. And I'm super excited that you're joining me. Today, today. So today, what are we talking about? Today, we're talking about the power of connecting with parents. That is today's podcast. Just a quick story. My parents were not heavily involved with my education as a child. Oh, don't don't shame them. I'm going to tell you why. I always, from what I can remember, had this desire to learn and to do my best as a scholar. So my parents did not need that much involvement with my education. I really loved the honor roll. (laughs) was something that I just love getting. And so my parents was like, he got it. We're going to let him get it. He's reading books on his, on his own. He's doing stuff on his own. He's good. But if someone messed with their baby, my parents had no issue with getting involved. One day I went home and told my mom that Mrs. A, I won't disclose the teacher's name, was not calling on me in class when I was raising my hand. And I think she's racist. I literally went home and told my mom that she's racist. And every time I raise my hand, she's always looking over me and she's never calling on me. And so, listen, I was a child. Maybe I was a little annoying. Maybe I raised my hand a lot. Maybe, you know, as a teacher, as I reflect now, maybe she wanted to call on other people or maybe she was just racist. (laughs) Let's just put it down to the wire. And so my mom, with her sweet, calm, collective self, turned into a lioness and went out to school and told Mrs. A a piece of her mind and that she should call on my son because he's raising his hand. Let me tell y'all the, you know, just the, um, just the perspective of where I'm coming from. I am one of maybe two black boys in the class that that's participating. Um, my school district and my little small town were not look used to having boys that look like me excelling in class. So to not call on this black boy was just an offense that my mom was like, I'm not taking that. First of all, you have this desire to do well, and you're the only many times, along with my best friend, Chester, that's doing well. So I'm not going to let her not call on you or treat you differently when you have the desire. My mom was like, I'm not going to let no one destroy your love for education. And so though they were not heavily involved as much as maybe other parents need to be, I always had this intrinsic desire to do well. So here's the deal. We say it takes a village to raise a child, but many times we don't admit the dysfunction that exists in the village and the us versus them mentality that can many times arise against educators and parents. I'm just going to let that sit on you right there. This them versus us mentality is uh, a big thing in education many times. If it's not 
the elementary teachers against the middle school teachers, the middle school against the high school, the, the high school against everybody underneath, the administration against the teachers, those in central office against everyone else. It's always them against us that has been pinned on the narrative of the education that has happened within this country. When I first started teaching, I used to be afraid of parents and awkward around them. I was just told early off in my career that you don't want to deal with parents and they can be overbearing and they don't really care that much about their child's education. They're either too involved or they're not involved enough. And though that is not the truth in so many instances, um, sometimes it is the truth, but really in most instances, parents are just as involved as they need to be with their children. Whether we see it as teachers or as educators or not, they are involved in the advancement of their child's education. I vividly remember being the only black male in a school district and how those black mamas and grandmamas <laughs> used to come to me and super excited and say, hey, I didn't know you were here. I mean, literally, during open house, I used to get them to hear them say that to me over and over. I didn't know you was in here. And I knew what they meant. They were basically telling me I did not know that another black man or a black man was in this school teaching our babies. And so I learned right then and there that parents do want teachers on their side. They do want teachers that look like their family as well. And they want teachers that care. And so I would just laugh at them and just say exactly, um, I'm here <laughs> and I'm here to say. And I just wanted to let them know that I was there because I cared. So when we're talking about teachers and educators getting involved with parents, sometimes that can be a lofty task because of the many things that we already do. Now you want me to do this. And but we have to understand the statement says that it takes a village. And so what village have you created? If, it, if you're a part of the village and you never show up to the village meetings or anything like that, just, you know, hypothetically speaking, then how are you a part? of something that you're never involved in. And so as teachers, we are a part or an extension of that parent's journey in raising their child. You know, no one wants the most for their child more than a parent. I could say for all day that I want this child to be successful, but I'm only spending a year with that child. That child has been raised by people that have been spending years investing into their life, whether that's food and clothing and education and love and care and correction and discipline. So who has the most at stake? the parents. So why are we not building relationships with the people that has the most influence on their child until they become a teenager and they forget everything that their parents say and they want to do everything that their peers say. But until that moment, y'all, we have to realize that our parents are the best supporters, cheerleaders, whatever you want to call them. I call them partners. I don't even call them parents. I literally call them partners because that's what we do. We are partnering to raise this 
this child for a year, I will be in this child's life. And if I am lucky and blessed, it will be more than just that year. Hopefully there is something that I will say in that class that will help build their self-esteem, build their math awareness as I'm teaching math, build their confidence, corrects things that need to be corrected in their character and in their behavior. Hopefully my imprint during that time that they're with me in this year's time that something I do will stay with them for the rest of their life. And so how can we connect with parents? I know that's what you're thinking. I have a million things to do. Now you want me to connect with parents. Well, this should really be at the top of our list, y'all. It's like, if we're talking about teaching the whole child, who's raising the whole child? (laughs) At the end of the day, it is this child's parents. So one of the things that I do is I send out a weekly to bi-weekly email. And I know what you're thinking. That's a lot, right? To compose an email every other week or every week. And it is a lot, but there are so many benefits that I'm going to tell you about when you do this. So in the email, I pretty much say what we're doing this week and I have a calendar. And then in the body of the email, I will embed questions for the parent to ask the child. And so in the email, I give the parents the answer because it is at this level where parents feel like they can no longer help their child and we don't want this scenario hey mom can you help me with my homework no i can't help you with your homework i don't know what you're doing this is why i hate math nobody knows what they're talking about i hate it here y'all like my reenactment is happening at a dining room table in america near you. (laughs) But seriously, I am the content expert. I don't want you to be the content expert. I just want you to be involved in their journey in my class. So I'll ask them, for instance, we're talking about slope and slope intercept form. I'll say, hey, um, ask your child. There'll be a series of nine questions. What is the formula or the equation for slope intercept form? How do we find the slope of a line? And in that, I will embed the answer. So they'll be like, well, good. That's what Mr. O'Neill said. Or they'll say, well, Mr. O'Neill said that this is the answer. So make sure you are answering it based on what he said and how he said it, because that's what he's expecting you to say parents. You don't have to walk away from their class. I'm going to give you the strategies. I'm going to give you the content and the answers so you feel comfortable and just sitting down at dinner at, at um, during Saturday morning, whatever you want to do it, and just ask them, hey, what's the answer to this question? This is what y'all learning in class. And you have the answer. And so that's building that bridge so that they are still involved in my classroom. Also embedded in those emails is a is, is an extra credit question. At the end, I'll ask them an extra credit question in which the parent will respond to me with their child's answer. What am I doing? I am literally creating a bridge into the learning to my classroom culture in which I am inviting them to be involved in the excellence and the excelling of their child. Because when they respond back, their child will get extra credit. And so what that does is that that tells the child, hey, let me go home and make sure I ask my parent to check their message, ask me the question and respond. It's a bridge, y'all. I'm creating a bridge 
a level of communication that goes home into their life. I'm in extending the classroom into their life because it, a class is school is a big part of who they are in the first place. You know, when they leave school, they leave school, it doesn't leave them. They are literally going home. The same friends that they have made in school, the same things that they're talking about in school, the homework, the projects, it's a part of who they are. And so I want to be a positive part of who they are. Another thing that I do within this to build connection with parents is that through though by creating these emails and these relationships and me sharing a part of who I am, even in the emails showing my personality. I remember when I bought my first home and I shared that with my parents and everything like that and them congratulating me, them coming back saying, hey, we're so proud of you. If you need anything, let us know. So I'm showing my humanity and that I'm not just a teacher. I'm still a person just like they are a profession and they are a person as well. And so I do things that try to get them and their child to be awkwardly <laughs> uncomfortable. So for instance, in the every now and then I do this maybe pretty much once a semester or once a quarter. I'll say I'll offer an opportunity for parents to interact with their child for extra credit. This is beyond the email. So I teach uh, variables on both sides. And the way I teach variables on solving equations with variables on both sides, I do a cha-cha slide. So I'll tell parents, I'll tell um, students, go home <laughs> and literally record your, you and your parent doing the cha-cha slide for one minute for a homework pass. And then show them how we do that in math. And so... You will think that, you know, the parents just was like, I'm not doing that with that child, but because it's a homework pass, but because I created this relationship with them, they're now cha-cha sliding with their parents of all races because music is universal. It is cha-cha slide is not a black thing. I have learned that everybody that has been Americanized in some kind of way knows the cha-cha slide. And so they're recording their videos. I tell them I'm not going to share them with anyone else. And they're sending these videos to me of them doing the cha-cha slide with their parent. What is that doing? That is keeping the parent involved in the education, in the math class that they want to walk away from because they can't do the content. Just because, I'm going to say this really good, just because the parent, parents, you can't do the content doesn't mean you can't be involved. I am the content expert. I will teach. I just want you involved in the advancement of your child's education in my class. And so I offer those opportunities as well. And so the last two things I just want to talk about is the humanity of us as people. In these emails, Thanksgiving just passed a couple of weeks ago, and I the extra credit email that I sent out was to parents. This was to my partners. I said, tell me one thing you are thankful for, and then ask your child to give me one thing they are thankful for. And that is the way we will give thanks through email. This thing turned into something special this year with COVID and just so much transition in life. 
I was literally reading these emails and filling my heart with joy. One parent shared the fact that they had just overcome cancer and how they are so excited for life and living in this moment. And she just went in on how much she appreciates life, how much she appreciates her kids and why life means so much to her right now. I would have never known she was a survivor. I would have never known that side of her, but because I offered a space for her to share she literally just shared these things and she went on to say how grateful she was that for teachers to give opportunities for these things and these conversations and these moments to happen outside of the classroom and with that I literally will from time to time send a a nice message to a parent Uh, many times they hear from me when their child is not doing the best and so I try to make it even for me psychologically just sharing that your child is killing it they are amazing and I'm so so happy that you are raising your child with the morals and the values that you are raising your child with because it is manifesting in the classroom. When a parent gets a message like that, listen, it changes everything. I have been on the butt end of a parent meeting where a parent is going off on me because of some expectation, usually unrealistic, that they want me to meet for their child. And so I realized that those same parents who have this this them versus us mentality are usually students that went through the system that did not have a great time in school. They may have been bullied. They may have not. Um, they may have been suspended. They may felt like they were being targeted by teachers and administration. They may have failed school and now they still have this mentality that this system is against them. And so I'm doing all this to tear down that mentality, to build a bridge to say, I did not go to school to fail your child. Do you understand how much it takes to fail a child these days? Do you understand all the paperwork that it takes to for us to fail a student? Do you know that teachers are just not willing to go through all of that? And that is the reason many times that students are going through the system and they are failing, um, but they're being passed on because of all it takes to fail a child. You know, back in the day, my, my friend, sixth grade was the failure retention year. If you didn't do your work, you didn't pass. There was no question. Parents just knew that you didn't do anything. And so there really wasn't a fight against parents saying, nah, you're going to be held back. And they, my friends looked silly as we moved on and they repeated the grade, but they learned that if I don't do anything, there is a possibility of me being retained in middle school. I'm telling you how many of my friends failed sixth grade because that was the beginning of middle school where things ramped up a little bit and your little chilling was not about to be the case anymore. And so I share all of that to say this, we did not go to school, we as an educators, to fail your child. It takes too much. It takes too much energy. I promise you, it takes too much energy to fail your child. I am in the village of lifting kids and giving them the opportunity to be successful by building great relationships with parents. I'm going to say that again. I am in the business of raising kids with you 
partnering with you so that your child is successful in my class. That's the village that I am a part of. And that is the reason why I make it my business to connect with parents. Last thing, and then I'm going to let you go. When students go home and y'all know how they do, and they come up with the scenario that is different from the scenario that I am stating happened in my classroom, who are the parents going to believe? They are not, they want to believe their child, but they know that parents, you know your child lie. Like, what, y'all, can you, are you serious? Who ate, who ate these cookies? It's just two of y'all in the, in the house. I don't know. What you mean you don't know? It's just two of us. How do you, how do you not know? You know these kids lie. And so, though we want to believe our kids and don't believe that they will flat out lie and change the story, when I built these relationships, these parents will literally say to their kids, I know you're not doing this in Mr. O'Neill's class. All the work that he does. All the emails I get from him explaining and and giving details and connecting with us, I know he is not out to get you. I know what he does. He sends me messages on what he does. When that happens, when I'm in a teacher-parent meeting, parent-teacher meeting, they are like, give me what needs to be done because I believe you. They, <laughs> that them versus us mentality is gone because I've built relationships connecting them. And so they now see that this man is not out to get my child. If he said my child is not doing X, Y, and Z, and they are doing A, B, and C, y'all like what I did with that. They, I believe him. And so teachers, we have to connect with our parents. Parents, you have to connect with your teachers. Why? We are a village partnering to ensure that this child is successful in every, every, every avenue of their life. Y'all, that's my show for today. I hope you enjoyed my honesty and the connection that I make with parents. If at any moment you would like to connect with me on social media, please do so on Facebook and Instagram at Mr. James O'Neill or LinkedIn and Twitter at Mr. James O'Neill. There is no dot. Or you can reach me at my website at www.mrjamesoneal.com. O'Neill is spelled O-N-E-A-L. Or send me an email. I would love to hear from you at info at mrjamesoneal.com. I am so excited that you stay to the end and listen, parents, teachers, everyone that's listening to me. I hope you have an amazing day. Today, today. See you.